Well, hello and bless their hearts. We are a Southern Charm Savannah podcast, and we are happy to come to you now to recap episode four. We're all the way through the season, almost. I feels like it. I feel like episode four is where we're going to be in episode eight. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> Boy, I hope not. I, I, I certainly hope it's not. I guess let's go ahead and start with a, a little bit of a general recap of the episode. So we started out with the, you know, to be continued at the hunting trip and very dramatic. It was very dramatic. There was some, they, they, they shot some ducks. It was, it was a whole thing. Uh, then they went back in the town and we kind of picked up on what we talked about last week with the first half of that episode being all of this, you know, Lyle and Catherine, uh, Hannah and Louie, what's, what's happening kind of bits. And we just kind of we, we picked up on that. We had a nice cameo from uh, Ashley Borders mm-hmm. from season one, and then we ended with a very festive party out at the Gingerbread House on Bull Street. But let's start with the uh, let's start with the first two things: the the hunting trip and the uh, <laughs> and, and the relationship stuff. What did what did you guys make of that? Did you see any progression from those couples in episode four? Yeah, the boat kind of seemed like it stayed in the dock there in terms of uh, things happening between everybody. Nice metaphor. Yeah, thank you, thank you. I'm really leaning into those those uh, the Savannah esque metaphors. But yeah, yeah, no, I, I definitely don't think that they got a got a long ways. I guess a little towards the end of the episode, Lyle and Cat, Lyle and Louie's little talk, where Lyle kind of talks about his emotions a little bit, which I'm sure we'll get to uh, later on. But as far as the hunting trip goes, it was kind of still pretty contentious. You know, I don't know if. A duck blind is the best place to talk about relationships. I was curious about that, too. Is that really where you talk about your relationship problems while you're both holding firearms? Yeah, in the middle of the woods. I mean, I'm from, well, Ma- I'm from Macon, and I've never done that. Surrounded by wampus cats. You know, yes. like, can, like, I, hyenas? can I share my amazing line that I said at that time where yes, she's do. holding a, a, the, the 12-gauge shotgun, and, and he's just like... Uh, yeah, I don't know what we're, you know, I don't know what's going on here. Pretty much just flat out. He took his shot, but it wasn't at a duck. Ooh. Oh. Solid. Mm-hmm. You can get more content like that on savannahnow.com, <laughs> folks. That's what we're bringing to you. <laughs> That's the good stuff. Yeah, then we went back home. Again, it, it seems like there was, I'm doing air quotes right now, a resolve between Lyle and Louie after they, uh, they were, uh, as they say in middle school, grabbing ass in in the uh, schoolyard. <laughs> they were just they were happy slapping, as as my middle school teacher used to call it. Yeah, <laughs> happy slapping. Yeah, it was it wasn't an actual fight. It was no, just happy it was it, it seemed like they were kind of suppressing giggles. Yeah, I thought. Yeah. And then Louis had one of my quote of the weeks. I mean, I'm I'm branching out from Brandon, but he said it was really intense. Uh, <laughs> No, actually, it wasn't. Yeah, I, I, I from I think. my vantage point on my sofa, and I'm yeah, an expert. Yeah, the music was doing its darndest to try to make it a little bit more intense, but it failed in doing so because you can kind of tell that it wasn't a real fight. You know, a little like like red yeah. mark on somebody's face where they probably like elbowed him. But to be fair, Lyle always has a red mark on his face. It seems like yes. he always got a little little blush. Yes. So I wanted to go through, as we did the last two weeks, my power rankings from episode yes. four. Number one, you guys know who it is. Brandon. And and the best thing about this episode, he was really only in the top half. But, I mean, I got a list of lines that he gave out. We're going to have yeah. a fun time in that, in that segment because he was just dishing. I still want more Brandon. Cause I feel oh, like 100%. You can't have too much Brandon. There are a lot of things in this world you can have too much of. Brandon Branch is not one of them. He, he's just given quality, like... 
he he at least you know feels mo- more in tune with what the reality show should be like mm-hmm. and, and the kind of cattiness the, the like we talked about last week the the relationships are just they're so boring so dry that this this drama between them is just not when you get brandon in there just tossing off lines and reacting to stuff it's so much better yeah, and I think I think, and I may be going out on a limb here, but I think that Brandon is very much a, as I have experienced, Savannah person. You know, mm-hmm. like when you go out and you talk, like Savannah is a very talkative town, and if you're at a bar, you can talk to pretty much you know any stranger that you want to. If you go up to them, some of them are going to be, or I'd say most of them are going to be uh, really charismatic and mm-hmm. talkative, and I think Brandon really suits that well. I yeah. think that that's a solid thing to expect from a city, and something that a city should be proud of. Right. as far as characters go so big props to Brandon number yeah. one oh, definitely. well deserved yeah and then I have number two as always Bruce with a side note of Bruce <laughs> he's the boss it was he's nice to see him we got Will and I when we were watching this last night we got very excited when we saw Bruce show up as soon as we heard that Hannah was playing a party we were like oh yeah and then when I saw him when I saw his glasses I was like is that Bruce yeah. I got real oh it is it is okay and Bruce, please get well soon. We, yes. we, we we can't wait for you to come here and, and talk with us on the podcast. Number three, you know, driving up the list is Haygood. She, I, I feel like she continues to be one of the more interesting, more or at least has a much more personality than the others. Person, and she, this was one of those episodes, it seems like it's been A, B, A, B this whole season where sometimes she's put on the sidelines and then sometimes she's much more featured it looks like the next episode she'll be a little bit more featured but I this hope one so. we need to see more of Haygood yeah and, and I think that the, one of the things that can be said about Haygood is that she's interesting without dating anybody on mm-hmm. the show like there's no relationship drama with her it's just yeah. her life mm-hmm. her sake and everything mm-hmm. and it's interesting it's still something that I want to watch so mm-hmm. big ups to Haygood it, it was funny, I, you know. I, I met Haygood at the Savannah Farmers Market this weekend on Saturday. She was selling some rice and such. It was very popular because when I walked up, she had already sold out. But she was very friendly. Seemed very, you know, the same way she kind of portrays herself mm-hmm. on the show. She's she, she's very friendly, very very nice. And uh, she talked. To, she was telling me about how, you know, when all of this drama is kind of happening on that side of the room, her and Brandon kind of sneak off and go do their own thing. And I was like, that's the show I want to watch. That though. is the show I want to watch. <laughs> That's what that needs. I think needs to be the spinoff. Definitely. Yep. Number four, Bruce's food at the party. Yes. Yes. Number five, Bruce's decorations at the party. A little asterisk, except for the gingerbread man. The gingerbread man is not nightmare fuel. Terrifying. Said. Terrifying. <laughs> like I, I, was, I don't know if that was Bruce's thing. I guess it was. It was like everything else was so classy and pretty. Yeah, it's like this beautiful, like just decadent draped in gold gilded yes. southern christmas cup party thing christmas. and then oh, gingerbread man. Yeah. <laughs> and what was it what was he doing was he just like meeting him at the door and out champagne in season okay in season one there was a brief aside where someone said something about described this party essentially and they said that uh i think it was hannah talking about christmas in atlanta versus savannah like in atlanta her mom bought a santa claus or rented a santa claus to come to the party and hand out condoms because she thought it would be funny but Mm. she was like that would not fly in savannah Mm -hmm. and then lo and behold we have like the next best thing which is a life-size terrifying gingerbread man (laughs) i so wish that 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 gingerbread man had been handing out condoms because god knows none of these people need to procreate (laughs) please gingerbread man of savannah Please, th- please think of that next time you're you're at a party at, with the with the Southern Charm cast. Yes. 
Number six was Daniel keeping strong. Even the, I like that he's kind of like he he's he's he feels like the vehicle for the viewer because he's just like I'm over this drama. Yeah. I don't care. <laughs> he's, he's 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 done with it. And he got to he was there for the little aside with with Ashley Borders. What what did you guys make of that little interaction? He was so done with it. He had to go back to. The most in, one of the more interesting characters, in my opinion, of season one. Daniel's already done with this season. Yes. He's going on back. Yes. But, <laughs> but yeah, no, I thought Ashley did her thing. She came on, she talked about her emotions, and then she cried. That's pretty much her MO. But I mean, it didn't do anything to stir up anything. I was like, uh. But uh, Daniel called her out on it, which I appreciated. Yeah, yeah. He's like, now hold up a second. It's not like you didn't say anything bad about Hannah and her dress line or. You know, the whole thing with the Delta baggage handler, he he held her, you know, he held her to it. Yeah, and it's like, I think that if Ashley Borders had just shown up to the Christmas party with Ooh, with just a list of things ready to go. Yes. Ooh, that would have been with her fun. list of pits. Are you kidding me? Like, that, that would have been that. Why did they else. do that? But, like, you remember season one, the dinner party, yes. where Happy was just like, you think you're going to eat at a dinner party? <laughs> 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 like, that's... Sorry, I just, I just watched season one this weekend, which is why I'm drawing back so hard. I just binged through the whole thing, which is why I'm making all he's these He's having PTSD. Yeah, it's a lot to do in a couple of days. <laughs> it's okay. He, he's been given the proper medication. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm fine. Don't worry. Don't worry. Don't, <laughs> but don't. <laughs> been going back to Daniel and his progression from season one to season two, what I remember in season one, it was just kind of, I thought of him as this kind of goofy party guy, surfer, kind of surfer guy. And now it's like he's like hardworking. He's actually, dare I say it, he's all the things that Hannah claims she wants in Louis. And I want to see a Hannah Daniel mm, girl. Because we called her, we called her out a little bit on this last episode because he, she was, I guess, supposed to plan the party with him, and she's like, well, he's not around, you know, whatever. So they're already acting like a married couple. Yeah, there's that. But I just want her to. What Hannah should consider is. Daniel's ass is getting screen time, and I, I have not seen Louis's ass on the TV. Trust Bravo. Plus, <laughs> plus, I mean, Daniel's doing his thing with the law firm. Yeah. And he's like, he's crushing it. Yeah, I know. I think he's doing pretty good, especially because uh, his planning does seem rather strategic. <laughs> I think, like, like we said last week, I think that I think he's coming along in that vision as well. Yeah. Uh, number seven, this was just kind of a shout out for me seeing my, one of my faves in Savannah, Foxy Loxy Mm -hmm. in the background while they were going to the gingerbread house. I was like, let's just go to Foxy Loxy. Uh, number eight, drone footage over the port of Savannah. There was some gorgeous, there was some good shots of the, of the, of the ships going in. Mm -hmm. It was nice. Nine and 10 are Hannah and Catherine. Hannah took a real dive because she seemed, and she was, she was, she was, she was struggling this episode. I, I, I wasn't, I wasn't nearly on board with her, uh, shenanigans this time. Yeah, the dinner party was a lot, but we'll get to that. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. and then a lot of a lot of elispies and, and a lot of dot 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 dot. Mm-hmm. And then 45, 46, Louis and Lyle. Yeah. I, I got nothing yeah. for them. Higher, <laughs> Just, higher than last week, though. Should be noted. Yeah. Now I will say, going back to Catherine for one se- second, what numbers you have her at? Ten. Yeah. I will say actually that I thought that scene between Catherine and her dad at the Paris market. I thought that was the most real however real you can be on a reality show mm. that i mean it seemed like she genuinely cared for her dad and i'm mm-hmm. like okay this is someone i can relate to she wasn't as in your face as much mm. in this episode she seemed to be like it was it was funny because she seems to be the one really powering that 
Lyle and I are still together narrative, but it seemed like the roles kind of reversed with mm-hmm. this one. He was just and well, he, he's it, sending mixed messages exactly, and, and so it's worse. And so she it. seemed a lot more tame than she has been in the previous three episodes. So mm-hmm. I kind of I was I was more on her side than than uh, what, what what's your nickname for Lyle? If Peyton Manning and Andre the Giant had a baby. <laughs> I, I don't know if did I have a nickname. Is it bristle britches? Whistle britches. Whistle britches. Whistle britches. Yeah. Whistle whistle britches could apply just about to anybody. Is that podcast canon now? Can we can we just go with whistle britches? Well, yeah, let's do. Let's just call it whistle britches. Because you got two L names, you know. Yeah, it's confusing. I also think that isn't that what they call the sheriff of Nottingham in the Disney Robin Hood movie? Oh, throwback. I don't remember. Yeah, dropping that one. We're gonna take a short break. We'll be back with our segments and recap after this hello southern charm savannah fans one quick minute to talk about the low country brunch festival now you know if there was a low country brunch festival and it was made by bruce it would be decadent you know heck if if brandon was doing the same thing it would be amazing but we also have the the brunch festival that will be sponsored of course by savannah brunch week it is happening on september 8th from 11 a.m to 3 p.m in hilton head south carolina this is a one-day festival celebrating all of the low country's love for brunch the area's best establishments will create three dollar brunch inspired bites while you can drink beer mimosas bloody marys all all that good stuff the festival is going to be at shelter cove community park they'll have live music activities and a private vip experience who knows what that means Check out lowcountrybrunchfest.com. That's lowcountrybrunchfest.com for ticket information and vendors. Oh, kids 10 and under, get free admission. How could you beat that? It'll be a great day out there on Hilton Head. Again, lowcountrybrunchfest.com. Now, back to the episode. And we're back. All right, let's start our segments, probably our favorite part of every week. And this, of course, you know, I'm going to pull up our list, make a little noise. Brandon quote of the week, which I know is a difficult one. So let's let's just we got to toss out all of them because there were so many good ones. I'm gonna go ahead and jump it off. Yeah, go. Uh, I'm gonna get killed by a wampus cat. That is, <laughs> or, 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 he was he was he was fearing that Catherine, who was not there when they woke up, would be uh, attacked by a wampus. He cat, said she, is, she's gonna be dead in the woods, killed by a wampus cat. Just magic, <laughs> just magic, man. Like, do you have a note card for these? Like, that's. <laughs> It's all in his mental Rolodex. Oh, it's fantastic. I think my favorite was when they're kind of waking up at the cabin and he crawls in and, and in bed <laughs> yeah. with Hannah and says, that's a flashlight down there if you're wondering. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and my favorite was when he was, uh, they were doing the clay shoot. Mm-hmm. He said, it's like kissing a girl. It will never happen again. Just magic. Just amazing, Brandon. <laughs> Can I also sh- uh, shout out one of my... This was kind of in line with the Louis one a couple weeks ago, but my favorite non-branding quote was uh, right after the uh, happy slap in between Lyle and Louis. Lyle says, I thought we were friends. <laughs> Bless. Bless his heart. Bless his heart. Yes, indeed. Oh, some locations that we went to. We mentioned a couple of them, but we have Cafe M over there mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. Factors Walk, uh, the Paris Market, Gingerbread House, and Col- uh, Cotton Sale Hotel's Top Deck. Mm-hmm. Which we listed all those in the in the recap, so check that out. Our next segment is the uh what moment of the week. Nancy, I'm gonna kick it okay. off with you. 
So my uh, moment of the week was Hannah outlining all the things that she wanted for the Christmaka party. But then she, I mean, fake snow, a Santa Claus. I, I'm not, you know, maybe maybe throw in a menorah because it is the Christmaka party. And Bruce just looking like what the oh F? Bruce's Bruce's face. He, he's his, his expressions nervous. then it was just like what what's this girl want? Yeah, what was the time frame for that? How long did he put have to put together that? Probably about. That winter wonderland. 24 hours. Probably. I wouldn't <laughs> doubt it, Bruce. Bruce, come on and tell us the real story. Yeah, I, I got to hear The it, behind yeah. the scenes. Oh, trust me. Yeah, we, we got some big questions about that Christmaka party. <laughs> and my other uh, related to the Christmaka yeah. is why is she planning it with Daniel? I'm telling you, I think they're, they're a thing that, that I think it's kind was, of ruminating. I think he's like the token Jewish guy in yeah. the group now that Nelson's gone. So yeah. it's just kind of like, was he in Jewish? order for it to be Daniel? Nelson. I think so. There was the whole like uh, saying the Jewish word for black people mm-hmm. in the first season. Mm-hmm. That was essentially the N word. There was like that drama oh, yeah, with yeah, him. Yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't remember yeah. it, all of it, but yeah, I think he was Jewish. Okay. Pretty sure. Anyway, uh, my uh, moment was also at the Christmas party, and as what we've already mentioned, uh, it's that dang gingerbread man. <laughs> like I get it, I get it. Y'all are at the gingerbread house, but you look at that decadent spread that Bruce put. There were the silverware was goldware. It, it was green and gold and lush and beautiful and Southern Christmas is all get out. And then there's just like this huge tacky <laughs> gingerbread man, and like. Yo, I, I went home last night, and I Googled it, and I was like, gingerbread house, gingerbread man, just trying to see yeah. if that was like a Nothing. gingerbread house staple. They were trying to incorporate some fun little quirky part of Savannah in there. Nothing. I don't know. I don't, I just, in my heart of hearts, I don't believe that Bruce would do that to people. <laughs> <laughs> like, I really, I think that was just Bravo being like, guys, we got this we gingerbread costume. <laughs> we, we we should just put somebody in it. So we had a, a, a Shrek sequel that did, did not happen. <laughs> so we got this gingerbread costume if you want it. We were going to do a live action version of the musical and it <laughs> fell apart, you know, but, but yeah, Zach and I were joking. We were like, are we actually just going to jump out of the gingerbread God, costume? That'd be amazing. Yeah. Right. But alas, <laughs> why are we not the writers? For <laughs> we're, we're, we're available some, for some part-time. Yeah. Hit us up. Ideas. Hit us up. We can, we can, uh, play test your stuff. <laughs> Definitely. I think my, uh, moment goes back to our, our, our friends, Lyle and Louie up there on the, top deck hotel bar talking about their feelings again air quotes but just the the rapport between them in that scene one just felt disingenuous it didn't feel like they were actively like trying to engage on the issue and then it just it was just such a (laughs) it was kind of like a fart it just was air that just went and it was gone yeah and in my opinion that was the most dramatic part of the episode spare the dinner party i think that mm-hmm. and i think that that's really saying something about where the season's going mm-hmm. in that i was kind of bored mm-hmm. uh during during that 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 thing and i get i get lyle's reasoning for being kind of shrouded and everything uh they they mention like almost incessantly that in the south you're raised to sweep things under the rug and stuff mm-hmm. like that but you know you're talking with your best friend about girl problems mm-hmm. like uh, in my experience growing up also in the south that is something that i never really had a problem with like am i going to talk to my parents about it no that's mm-hmm. so embarrassing but 
talking to my best bud about the girl that I've been dating for 16 years. I can't see myself <laughs> being just saying like being so struck for words that yeah. I was just like, it's weird, man. <laughs> I'm in a bizarre place. I'm in a weird place. It's it's hard. That, that was my other question was what what bizarre place are you talking about? That's yeah. not, that sounds way too ambiguous. I know what bizarre ambiguous. place I'm in, but what bizarre place is he in? Mm. Oh, and my other shout out to Bruce was how he uh, said Darlington, South Carolina during the episode when he was serving the food. I, I'm not going to do it because Did he I say I Darlington, would, Darlington. He just Darlington. had this wonderful Southern drawl to it. It was mm. fantastic. Next is the Savannah mistake of the week. Did you guys catch anything? I just said the entire show. <laughs> Freaking the franchise. That's 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 your Savannah mistake. I think yeah. I, th- I think that's over. That's the, that, that was that segment. <laughs> I, th- I, th- I think it's just not engaging with. Uh, well, I don't know. It's not really the Savannah mistake of the week, but there wasn't anything incorrect. Yeah, yeah it was just kind of. And actually, I think like the Savannah businesses that they've showcased and and the, the scenery and all that in Savannah, that really is the best part. But I mean, hell, I can go outside and look at that. <laughs> well, that's what I, I was talking with. Uh, shout out to uh, a, a listener and reader on on Twitter who reached out after the recap last night. But he was he felt the same way. He was just like all of this. You know, they they just don't really seem to go anywhere. He, he was like, I've lived in Savannah for seven years. I'm like, I don't know where any of these places are because it's kind of in the Broughton River Street area. It's where more tourists are. Mm. And so I, I think that's speaking to the, quote, audience because the audience is not necessarily these native Savannians because I think if you had them, you would be going to some of the cool places, you know, in the historic district. Uh, you'd go out to kind of Tybee. You'd go out to, uh, you know, the Starland District and go to those mm-hmm. eatery places and, and get drinks or something. But... This doesn't feel like it's it's even though it's Southern Charm Savannah, it feels like it lacks what it, it, it's what people perceive of Savannah. It's not mm-hmm. what really is Savannah, and I think that's been something that we've talked about since day right. one. And I'm going to argue and say that yeah, that's all true. That's all very true. But I think that that is the marketable part mm-hmm. of Savannah, mm-hmm. and, and yeah. you know, and like it, like they didn't. And again, I'm sorry. I'm just just going back to season one over and over. But it's really, it really has kind of given me more of a context of like the show. Like it started out as keeping up with the Savannah Kardashians, essentially. Mm. Like you got the Lewis family in there. You got all these kids who grew up rich and just grew up with old Savannah money and went to country pay country day school. <laughs> and you know they they nice slip. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Freudian. But they, they, you know, it's it's following uh, the lives of the people living the most bougie Savannah lives yeah. that mm-hmm. there are, essentially. You know, like, Nelson's house is on Green Island. It's like his island, you know? <laughs> like, that's not, it, it, they're not going for, like, for me, I'm going, you know, shout out to Salam Deli. That's my favorite place yeah. in town. And it's just a little hole in the wall in Midtown, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they're not going to go to that because... They're wanting to see the high dollar places, mm-hmm. the the real fancy stuff. People like watching people spend money. I think, mm-hmm. and I think that was what was meant to be the initial appeal of it. But that's just my no. I mean, I feel like that's true. I guess I'm, <laughs> I, I'm just of a different headspace because I would like to see like the Anthony Bourdain in Savannah, mm-hmm. you know, kind of thing where he's digging mm-hmm. into those and in, in, you know learning about the locals and, and that kind of. I feel like you can incorporate that to a degree, but still keep that keeping up with the Savannah Kardashians. Um, but at the same time, that the the whole that whole model just doesn't seem to work because now we're we clearly have this one lane of drama, and it's just boring. It's yeah. just it's just not interesting. I, I would be curious, honestly. Again, you know, I haven't watched it, but I'd be curious to see what what uh, the original Southern Charm does 
um, in Charleston because mm-hmm. clearly that's much more successful. It's probably because of the people. It, you know, I, I'd be curious to see how, how they use different drama beats to kind of. And I haven't interested. watched all of Southern Charm Charleston. It's interesting. We got a comment from a reviewer on our podcast. If you want to review this podcast, please feel free. A very thoughtfully written review from I think Vintage LPs. Yeah, no, that, like and that, that's why you went back no, and watched it, season one. Because yeah, that's, it was a solid point. But this yeah. this um, person said, you know, took issue with um, our commenting on the diversity or lack thereof, and said, "I'll be coming later. Don't worry." You know, <laughs> the Bravo audience, and let's face it, truthfully, the American audience doesn't care about a lack of diversity as long as it's entertaining. And I think. You have hit the nail on the head, Vintage LPs. This is neither diverse nor entertaining. Southern Charm, Charleston, it does not have diversity, but it does have entertainment. Yeah. So. Yeah, they're like five seasons in now, mm-hmm. right? Like they've been around longer than anybody, mm-hmm. I think. I think they were the first. Yeah. I, f- I feel like I could dig into that whole point that, that, that Vintage LP made, but that's we're going to lose so many listeners. <laughs> so we'll move on. Moving on. The I wish this was shorter ep- uh, moment, and we can't see the whole episode. Okay. All right. <laughs> I'm going to stop you there, okay. Nancy. Mm. I don't know. I didn't really have one. That I, Mine I felt like was the, um, that whole peak in the pit of the year. Oh. So, oh, God. Oh. It, also right. se- it also seemed kind of strange coming... I mean, what? There's gonna be ten episodes. It came in episode four. It seemed a little too early. Well, yeah. That, yeah. That was kind of when... The dinner party in season one happened as well. It was like that oh, okay. mid-season, and that mm-hmm. kind of like set it up for uh, you know the whole dress thing between Hannah and Ashley mm-hmm. later on, and all that. Gotcha. Like it's when they all confronted each other. So when I saw the dinner party, I was like, "Let's go! It's yeah. finally time! Like let's get some drama. Let's get ready to rumble." And then it was just kind of like we're all friends. Yeah, it's like everybody. I'm thankful for my friends. Yeah, you know. And, <laughs> what, and are you, what are you a kindergartner? <laughs> <laughs> Like that's what you yeah that's what you say in kindergarten on Thanksgiving when you want to like just cop out of what look are you thankful my, for? Yeah. Look at my hand turkey that I created. <laughs> look at it, Catherine. <laughs> I'm so talented. <laughs> they all definitely did over at country day school. Just <laughs> but yeah, I thought that that's went great. on way too long. I'm like, they're all saying the same thing. Yeah, it's like the people, and it's just awkward. It's it's awkward that Hannah wanted to recreate that moment from her childhood when she clearly has come out of a broken home. I mean. I'm not even saying that sarcastically. I mean, she's saying that and has issues with her dad. And like this yeah. whole, you know, I mean, Kath, I mean, they both have daddy issues. And then it's like, well, let's recreate this happy memory, even though my family's no longer together. That's a whole other thing I could just dive into yeah, for like 45 a, minutes. A, I am not a psychologist. <laughs> <laughs> I think this kind of goes to back to a point that I made last week. I still think that they should have connected, just had the whole hunting trip at once. It, it yes, seemed a yes. little. It seemed a little weird, like having because it wasn't like it was that much at the beginning of the episode. It was probably less than ten minutes, and yeah, it was yeah. just, and it was just like let's let's catch up with the fight and then let's let them shoot some stuff. I was like, just put that in the last episode. I don't yeah. know why you. So I feel like you could have made it shorter and and maybe expanded on different things by just cutting that from this episode, put it in the last episode, and just focusing on them back and then the party. But maybe they're rushing through and they're just trying to get past all this because there's just like a bombshell that's about Ooh. to happen like later on. Because Hannah get- and Daniel are going to get together. And I, I asked Zach this Ashley's last night. Ashley's going to bust out of that gingerbread suit. It 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 <laughs> snowed in Savannah this year, and we're kind of we're kind of getting up close to Christmas time, and it snowed like what 
January, January 3rd. Yeah. yeah. So or we, January 6th. So maybe we'll get some snow drama. Maybe they'll be snowed yeah. in. That'll be kind of fun. You'll see, you'll see Will and I trudging through the snow doing videos. Yeah. Yes. We'll be yeah. in the background. Yeah. <laughs> maybe the power will go out. We'll have a Southern Charm Savannah baby between Hannah and Daniel. Oh, boy. You're you're, you're really pushing that. <laughs> yeah. That yeah, Nancy's ships for the week. Yeah, she is, <laughs> is pushing. <laughs> she's pushing. All right. We, I feel like we've covered Daniel. what would Bruce do on a lot of stuff because he, he we, we saw what Bruce would do in terms yes. of a party. He you know knocked it out. But Bruce, continue. We're, we're we're still big 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 fans of you. I also think, and I did write this down in terms of like those contentious things that were happening. If you drop Bruce in it, he would say, "I would just like to go to cashiers with Jim and Brandon." <laughs> he would just take, hit the high road. Mm. See you guys. <laughs> So, in honor of the of the dinner party, we can kind of use this also to dig into some of the little mini scenes in that. But we, Will and I, came, uh, well, actually, Will came up with doing uh, the. It was together. We were there too. <laughs> <laughs> the the pe- the peaks and pits, which was something that they did uh, that we mentioned that they did during the dinner party. But we wanted to do our peaks and pit of the four episodes so far. So, Will, I'm going to start with you and, and give me your peak and pit. Uh, I'm going to go pit first, uh, just because we've already harped on it a lot. And if you want to listen to it, I believe you can jump on back to, I think, episode two was when they went to New York. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. I definitely think that Lyle and Louie's trip to New York was, you know, a little bit, a little cringy. And, you know, we, we've already harped on that, so I won't continue to do so here. But, um, yeah, that's definitely my pit for the year. And I think that my peak, the thing that I am... Uh, most happy about with this whole season is that Daniel is doing real good. Like, like I could say Bruce, we Bruce knows we love him and everything, but I genuinely think that Daniel is good for the show, good for his group of friends Mm -hmm. and is honestly like shaping up to be uh, him and Hey good are both very good characters for me. So I think that Daniel season two as a whole, thank you for just <laughs> holding it together and, uh, and according to nancy he's gonna be getting a hookup soon so yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> nancy what about you um my pit would be just trying to work through that relationship those relationship mm-hmm. issues i had with lyle i mean that was just really hard on me oh i'm sorry i was pretending to be Catherine. There. <laughs> <laughs> no the, the all the relationship drama i mean because it's not drama and then the peak for me is is brandon anything brandon does I'm yeah. on board I, I would say I, I kind of I'll piggyback on you on that on that pit because yeah anytime the the Lyle and Catherine dynamic shows up I I immediately kind of tune out mm-hmm. like I'm just it's gonna be the same old retread and I haven't gone back like you <laughs> to watch season one I mean it, it was is that is it kind of like that then you know what's 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 their relationship like in that season in the first okay so he is the impetus essentially for everyone meeting on the show initially like in the first episode when Lyle comes back. I forget where he was, but they weren't living together. They weren't living in the same city, and they hadn't done so in a while, Lyle and Cat. And then they come back, and Cat throws them a big, awesome, really, honestly, very cool party. That and, Bruce planned. Yeah, right? that Bruce planned. That was Bruce episode one, season mm-hmm. one. I was pretty pumped to see him there as well. But, yeah, that's where everybody gets together. Everybody meets. We find about Nelson, God rest his soul. Uh, his whole Jack Kingston impersonation. We find out that Ashley likes to get naked and jump into rivers and stuff. And it's, you know, that was like the whole thing. And there weren't really any huge issues going along there. Like uh, Catherine flirts with some guys on Tybee. And that's like the biggest Mm -hmm. that I, that I really remember. But the thing is when I, when I go back and look at that, 
And remember that the drama that I remember was not relationship drama. Mm-hmm. It was external stuff. It was Nelson. Uh, it, it was the people who were no longer on the show. Yeah, yeah. It was Nelson speaking uh, bad Yiddish, like mm-hmm. very naughty Yiddish. And it was uh, Ashley just, you know, checking off her list, showing up, mm-hmm. complaining about not being involved, mm-hmm. and then crying about it. And, and that's gone. Like that was. Those are the things I remember from season one, and it's still like really fresh in my mind. Like go back. Go back to season two here. What is something that you remember about it? Like, what is a memorable, super dramatic moment? And nothing, like, pops out of my head that, yeah. that quickly. I'll say, though, my peak has been was the just the hunting trip and Brandon on the hunting trip. Mm-hmm. Like, I legitimately had genuine laughs the entire time. When he just when he's drinking the the boar blood, mm-hmm. when he's uh, <laughs> shooting the, the, the you know he's shooting the clay, he's he's talking about uh, you know just just all of it the whole time he was there, it was really fun. That that I, I genuinely had a, lot, a a very good time watching him uh, hang out on that on that hunting trip. Before we wrap up though, will diversity count? Uh, we sorry, had- vintage LP. Yeah, we had, uh, yeah, tough luck. Um, we did have some black people in this episode. Yeah. And yes, they were Daniel's movers, but they they were there nonetheless. Louis movers. Louis movers, excuse me, not Daniel. Uh, yeah, and they did get tipped well. And also in that scene, I uh, mean, that kind of poked, poked this out. Uh, I hate to piggyback on the diversity count to point this out, but uh, Mary Catherine, the lady moving Louis into the new sock palace. Yes. Yeah. The Pima Palace, if you will. Pima Palace, yes. (laughs) Um, She was being a little bit flirty with old Louie there. And I was like, "Mm, you got a a lower third title card. You might be coming back, girl. Might be coming back as a character. (laughs) You might be getting introduced here. Especially if Nancy has her way. Shout out to Corbett Thomas. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The realty. All right. Well, please like and subscribe us. Uh, You can find us on iTunes and wherever else you listen to podcasts. But Bless Their Hearts is here. We are happy to be here, and hopefully in the coming weeks we will have some some possible special guests. Uh, we would love for you guys, though, to to call in. Uh, the number here in the studio is 912-652-0219. Sorry, that was a little, that was a little far away. 912-652-0219. Uh, so please call in, get, you know, leave us a message, tell us what your thoughts are, you know, comment on on the article, just you know, send us a tweet, just do whatever, and let us know. We'll be happy to read and. Uh, make up the uh, <laughs> try to respond to comments. Uh, you know, we vintage LP shout out. We, yeah, you yeah, you were like you. the only named one we got this week. So like, hey, hey, thank you for your honest props. Yeah, we do appreciate it. <laughs> but yeah, thank you guys for listening. We'll see you back for episode five. <laughs>